day job. Let's go. Look at me, Damien. The black is dying. Yes, you Son of a bitch. the problem with this podcast i'm gonna be like episode uh, 20 21 22 because 21 we could drink yep well, and go. 22 we're finally drinking that's true that's a good point we gotta drink for this episode it's a really important one it's like Honestly, a double drinking holidays that we're true. covering on this one well it makes sense given the holiday yeah let's just let's just fucking dive right in this is dive episode in. 22 of blade job we're gonna dive right in i'm Woo! sick of I'm sick of the preamble we're just gonna have to dive right in so, all right, it, it, this is Steve Carlo, the host, with my boy Eric Marshik. Hello. We're back. Happy St. Paddy's Day to you. Right. As, as is always for us, we're a topical podcast. We're kind of in the know when it comes to holidays. <laughs> so this is going to be a holiday episode. We're talking about fucking St. Patrick's Day. So and let's just, let's just fucking it's right probably now. the best wrestling holiday ever, which is always the day before St. Patrick's Day. Is that right? 316. Oh, Austin course, 316. So we're going to be covering so some even even I know Austin. what 316 is. So. Yeah. So all right. So we're going to be talking a lot of you know this is, a, this is a heavy drinking episode. If you're listening to this, you know, crack open a cold one. Speaking yeah. of what are we drinking today? We're drinking the classic. We're yeah, drinking too hard. You gave me Bell's shit last time. You wouldn't even drink my Miller Light last time. No, or no, it wasn't no. even Miller Light. It was like Labatt, which is even worse. Honestly, nah, so. that's not true. It's not worse. It's, just, it's roughly the same. So, you know, I had to please you. We're in a new studio. We're in That's Casa right. de Carly. Now we're, now we're in my apartment. And, uh, my studio. Yeah. I'm worried that there's a little bit of an echo because of my high ceilings. There might be. There might fine. be dogs barking and, ki- you know, can you hear people fucking next door? Well, next door to me is the uh, is the laundry room, so... So you don't hear people fucking? No, I just hear laundry. Well, even that's kind of barely so. Well, overall, it's okay. pretty good. Pretty good. Well, yeah, we're at the we're in a new recording space. Uh, it looks fine. It looks fine on the charts. You know, like that's the sound good. sound looks good on the computer. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I guess we'll hear it later. Okay. And this might be a you know a, you know a reoccurrence to be here. You know, we're, you know it's uh, yeah. So if your ears are you don't your ears aren't deceiving you. It's a new right. studio. You're thinking, oh wow, they really upped their sound equipment and stuff, and it sounds much better. No, it sounds just, incredible. We're in a studio we're in a, different, we're in a different place. That's we're right. We're not in my cramped bedroom. Um, you know, that's like ten by ten. We're in an actual carpeted living room. With, that's right. Uh, yeah, it's nice. That's right. So speaking of not that at all, we're talking about Maniac Cop today, Eric. Yeah, I say Eric like you don't know that already. Low key. St. Patrick's Day horror movie. You know, we could have covered Leprechaun. It's we could have covered, like, all the Leprechauns. It's too on the nose. It's but, just too know, obvious, too expected. Uh, Maniac Cop, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a St. Patrick's Day movie kind of in the vein that Die Hard's a Christmas movie, if that makes sense. Which is quite a uh, off-discussed topic, kind of a controversial yeah. one. I mean, this movie takes place around St. Patrick's Day, but there's a major plot point around St. Patrick's Day, like you know. So that's that's what we're covering today. Speaking Maniac Cop. It's a cult classic. It's got a lot of big names. Um, as Steve is going to point out, the director's pretty known in the exploitation he is, he gore, is slightly known for sure uh, genre. You know, but the, yeah, they got some huge named actors for this. Can I be um, honest with you, though, Eric? You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll get back to that. Um, so after we, we discuss that, what are we discussing? 
Um, what, what, what are we so diving clearly we're in? talking Stone Cold. Goddamn right. And I'll kind of run, you know, I'll, I'll give a quick rundown beforehand. Like, I'm going to give you a little, you know, if anybody wants to celebrate 316, I'm going to give you a little match playlist if you want to go look up some matches. We're not going to cover all of them. Obviously, we're just going to cover one, but I'm going to give you some of the bloodiest Stone Cold matches for you to watch on your 316. But we're going to be covering probably... Uh, I, mean, I don't know if it's the bloodiest, but it's a, it's definitely like height of the Attitude Era. <laughs> um, full, Fully loaded, 1999, Undertaker, Stone Cold Steve Austin, first blood match. You know what a first blood match is, Steve? Oh, uh, the first one is just to spill blood loses. Yeah. Oh, wow. And you know guess. what? We'll get into it. I'm but into that. I'm there's into a, that a lot. It, it's really crazy how it, the match even starts. Okay. So it'll be fun. Um, like I said, there's a lot of Stone Cold. There'll be a little Stone Cold talk at the end. So just if this is this is Stone Cold's episode, I really wish we had some Broken Skull IPA. Stone, you know, Stone Cold has an IPA. I bet I didn't know. Funny enough, but I, yeah. I'm very aware. But of it's that like one. only in like Texas. It, it's like Texas, New Mexico. So it's like regional. It's like super regional. Regional like and bullshit the, to like the Southwest America. Good lord. I mean, you probably could special order it through your like local liquor store. It's probably expensive, though. I don't know. And I think it only comes it in those... Um, the growlers? No, like the 22-ounce or oh, like, the, yeah. uh, like a liter bottle. Oof. You know those bigger ones? It's like a prowler. I know there's growler, then there's like a less. I think it's like a prowler. No, that's we've covered that movie. That's Prowler. That's in the archives. Or was, Good callback, or, though. Or what I call the No, it's, the like a, it's, like a, it's, like a, it's like a can growler. Okay, weird. I've seen so those. Not, not a tall boy. Bigger than a tall boy? Yeah, well, it's like 24 ounces, so it's like a tall Jesus. boy. Jesus. Maybe it's bigger than. It. It's like a fat. You ever have like a Foster's? Yeah. I it's like want a Foster's, to, but, yeah. but that tall. So Jesus. it's like. Good yeah. lord. Maybe like a 32 ounce. Okay. We'll get Fair into enough. We'll get into all the beer talk, all the maniac. Listen, jam packed. Jam packed yeah, episode. St. Patrick's Day. Um, are you Irish? Um, I'm Maltese. What's that? Malta. You been to Malta? I mean, have you ever heard Have of Malta? I been to Malta? I've no. only been to Canada, dude. I've never met anybody who's <laughs> ever been to Malta. I don't know. Not many where people, is that? It's, uh, you know, it's in the globe. It's uh, out is there. Is it in Europe? <laughs> it's it's an island. It's an oh. island of Malta. Off the coast of what I really couldn't tell you. I don't know a lot Italy. about Malta. Sounds like Italy. Yeah, sure. Okay, so you're not Irish. I am not Irish. I'm very much not Irish. I kind of wish I was. Although I feel like I'd be more of like a redhead if I was Irish. Yeah, we're we're Irish. All right, that does uh, not surprise me. Funny yeah. enough, but whatever. It's like you know, Ireland's like I feel like everybody's kind of Irish. Well, I'm St. Patrick's Day. Like, yeah, everybody's see, it's, Irish. That's that's oh, the, yeah, that's Whoa, Italy. This is all is Italy. Very much Italy. So it's right yeah. off the coast of Italy. This is where my 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 father's father is from. Wow, we're looking at Malta, which is in the Mediterranean. Yeah, and uh, looks nice. If I hear you it's know, very you know, it probably is lovely. I hear it's very lovely. I want to go there sometime for um, sure. My people look Saint Julian's. I'm assuming this is not at all related to the wine. Yeah, like my grandma's maiden probably name not. is McGregor. So oh, just, shit, that's Irish. Yeah, that's why I've I, I knew a kid in, in middle elementary school, Connor Connor McGregor. If you're listening to this, where you been? I, I haven't no, heard he from you. No, he's listened. I haven't heard from Conor McGregor since like fifth grade. He was big in the Dragons. What do I remember that? I have no idea. No, no, but do. the other Conor McGregor listens too to the show. Actually, I don't know. He's a little, he's a little busy, probably. No, no, he's he's anyway. reached out. He's mm-hmm. one of the few who's like, oh yeah, given us a shout out. Know, a shout out. I did. I think I did say that shout out. Yeah, I think I saw yeah. that on UFC. Right. Yeah. So, all right. Anyway, let's dive into Maniac Cop. 
I'm so fucking tired of not talking about Maniac Cops. Maniac Cop, 1988, a year before Do the Right Thing. I My goal is to mention Do the Right Thing, yeah. Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing, at least once an episode. I've noticed that, that you've been bringing that up a lot. I don't and know I'll, much And I'll about keep it. doing it, damn it. I I've even, seen it once. You've seen it once? That's not enough times. Well, you know, it's not like my type of movie, really. If you're listening, hit me up, uh, Blade Job Podcast. That's that's the Twitter handle, or Scuba Steve twelve nineteen. That's my handle. That's me, Steve Carley. Hit me up. Say hey, I love that movie. Uh, anyway, you know what movie I like? Breaking. Breaking. Yeah. Like breaking away, breaking the waves. Like breaking, like the da- the dancing movie oh. in New York City. That I like that movie, but that's not like. Do the right thing or Maniac Cop. At Nothing's all. like Do the Right Thing movies, but it's just you know Maniac Cop. There's a lot of movies like it. We talked about this earlier. It, it is kind of reminds numbers. me of Magnum Force. If you've mm. seen that Dirty Harry sequel, you Vigilante. underestimate how many of these movies I have not seen. Yeah, but you're right. Dirty Harry sequels are kind of they have they're they're their own breed. Um, all right, but well. Maniac Cop. Uh, what do you want to start with it? Well, my quite well. I'm gonna start off by naming doing the IMDb description. Oh, okay, yeah, that's true. That's our, that's the formula. Even though it's pretty much self-explanatory, a killer dressed in a police uniform begins murdering innocent people in the streets of New York City. So very self-explanatory. Um, directed by William Lustig, who, funny enough, Lustig in German means funny. Ah. So keep that in mind. I guess or don't. It's not really that relevant, but. Um, so he was, he's an actor, he's a, well, he's a kind of an actor, he was uh, in, like, Army of Darkness, but probably not a very big role. No, yeah, he's probably, like, a bit part, he's, I feel like he's tight with Raimi and them, Campbell. He's probably in that, mini, that, that yeah. uh, inner circle, for sure. I mean, is he, is, did he produce any of the, like, uh, Evil Deads or anything? He's a, he is a motherfucking producer, for sure. He might have, uh, he might have been, like, producing on, maybe some of Rami's early stuff then like they might have gone back I don't know all the history some fucking nerd listening probably knows the history and god bless you sir I I, I hate to make this to head to do an apple shout out but I'm loving this uh mirroring of the image here on the big screen yeah we actually yeah coming to Steve's house we have like we're, we're screen sharing to the TV. We have like, I'm kind it's of like a, a PowerPoint presentation. I'm he's kind showing of a me tech right guy, now. so my apartment's kind of decked out with all the best tech. I try my best to kind of do that. So. Yeah, we're we're being listened to by Google right now, right? Like, oh fuck yeah, for sure. Google's if Google hasn't if it, if they really are listening to me, I would have been arrested a long time ago. No, I so think that like this it. Google listening to us record this will actually help us in like search and stuff. That's true. You SEO. Know, be, this it, is it like, would be nice. This is like a nice SEO, SEO boost. I, that, I would like that very much. Record it. So I gotta tell you, I'm. I'm going through his. Yeah, uh, he, he produced a lot of shit. But it's all like uh, B movies. What, what, what is a lot of, of these this? seem like uh, documentary. They're shorts. all documentary short. With John Cleese, interesting. But clock watching with Doctor with Mr. Cleese. Boy, that sounds boring. But he did some. He directed not. some bigger cult movies. Let's dive in, shall we? So uh, let's talk about Uncle. Well, let's not talk about Uncle Sam. Let's just mention the fact that he directed it. Well, Uncle Sam, sure. Another holiday-related oh. horror movie, I would assume. By the way, same same writer as well as uh, Larry Maniac Cohen. Cat. So yeah, Larry Cohen also pretty legendary in the exploitation world. Should mention that Maniac Cop got two sequels. It did. And you know what? We'll get into it, but I've actually seen the first and second, and I would say the second Maniac Cop is worth going to check out. I think it's actually better than this movie. It's more exciting. Okay. Kind of how Evil Dead 
two trumped Evil Dead in some people's eyes. Should also mention that he directed Maniac, which yeah, is a kind that's, of a that's classic. the big one. Like he, the, he did, the reviews are garbo, but listen, it's a classic. No, and we'll be covering Maniac at some point on the show here because it's tot- it's like up our alley. It's is it Blowjob approved? Of course, all right. it like well, almost first of all, we'll, we'll be the judge of that together. But we will I take be. your we word for it. But it's like it's a it's a gory cult classic for a reason. I like the word gory. It makes me. It yeah. turns me on. Um, also Vigilante in 1982. I, I feel like I've heard I don't of know this. much about that. But uh, Fred Williamson, Robert Forrester. I mean, it's a Forrester, huh? Wait, is that a the horse? Was there a horse credited? Richard Bright? Is that? Oh the no, that's name? no, that's not the. Horse. Oh. <laughs> this guy's IMDb picture is just a horse, though. Oh. I'm sorry, Richard Bry, rest in peace, buddy. 2006. Yeah, but let's get back to our yeah, cast. Yeah, sorry, this movie. I, I get distracted by IMDb. That's I what know. I do. That's, this, uh, this is the problem. Now we got we got all the technology, which means all the distractions. But I, you're not kidding. Good lord. So anyway, uh, Eric, why don't you go through a little, some of the cast here? Because there are some recognizable names. Uh, now I'm I'm going to spoil a segment right now. Okay. When it comes to Steve's cuties. Kind of lackluster this time. Well, there's only, like, really... The yes. the main woman in the movie is really... Um, we'll get into it, but it's... Well, first, okay, for one, Bruce Campbell is kind of a co-star of this movie. I, I wouldn't really call him the star. He's not the... I, I would consider him the star. He's he's in it maybe, like, 30% of the, percent of the movie. Right? I don't think that's the case at all. I think he's in it for far more than that. They don't even show his face for half the movie. They just what? show his okay. torso. He shows up maybe twenty minutes in. Okay, and then so, he's in it for their entire. Either rest way, of okay. The movie. Bruce Campbell's in it. He's you a know, star. Huge Fuck name. You. This Fuck is you. like this is probably. I guess you could look it up, but I mean, I think it's around the time of Evil Dead Two, maybe a couple years after. But um, the main woman of the movie, yes, is his love interest, who is, uh, you know, she's not. She's okay. She's a vice cop. She's got that crimped hair. That was kind of nice. It is very 80s crimped hair. Yeah. Even though this is like the tail end of the 80s, she is 80s AF. I'll tell yeah. you that much. And this is like a true 80s where it, um, you know, this was this was actually probably had like a decent budget and shit. Yeah, okay, like, screw, it's right. Okay, Maniac Cop 2. I'll be damned. I didn't know he was in Maniac Cop 2. Maniac Cop. Okay, so it's a year after Evil Dead 2 was released. All right. So, you know, pretty strikingly handsome Bruce Campbell in this movie, wouldn't you say? He is a handsome guy, I'll tell you. Oh, I know Evil Dead was 81 if I was 82. Yeah. So, but yeah, Bruce Campbell is one of the biggest names in it. And yeah, I guess... I think he is Technically, he's the star. I mean, Tom Atkins, also of cult Have you ever seen uh, Derek C. and Francis... Place Beyond the Pines. Oh, a couple yeah. Years ago. It reminds you of that, where, like, spoilers, like, you, it's, it's like Bradley Cooper's the main guy, but then he gets shot and killed. Or, no, I'm thinking of um, Ryan uh, Gosling. Ryan Gosling. So it's kind of like that. Tom Atkins is the fir- maybe the first half hour of the movie. Tom Atkins is the guy, but then Bruce Campbell kind of takes over the yeah. reins. Yeah, that's true. So, but Bruce Campbell, you know, huge name. Huge name at the love time. Him. Who doesn't love Bruce Campbell? Huge name today. Tom Atkins, I would say decent name at the time, uh, beloved name today, you know, any, you know, if you, you clearly, if you listen to Ryan and I, uh, RIP Ryan, um, to our Halloween episode, you know, we gushed about Halloween three season of the witch and that's obviously Tom Atkins shining achievement in cinema. 
Um, so we're big Tom Atkins fans here. Well, we're, we're, I've already talked to Steve. We're going to cover Night of the Creeps at some point. Right. Another great Tom Atkins vehicle. Um, but uh, on top of that, too, I guess uh, Richard Roundtree is also in this. Shaft himself. Shaft, guys. you know. Gals. So it's it's got kind of a, an eclectic cast of uh, exploitation, I'm going to say legends. Yeah. And at the time, exploitation really wasn't, it wasn't at the point yet where it was like looked back at like as fondly as it was today. It was still sure. kind of in the exploitation era. Sure. So these guys were probably still working kind of cheap, I feel like, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the cast for you. Um, who did play uh, the vice cop? I can see her right there. Lorreen London, Teresa Mallory. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I don't want to say she's your cutie, but she's kind of the only woman in the movie. Yeah, except for the lady with the limp. I refuse. That's true. Well, yeah, I refuse to. I refuse to have a default cutie. Wow. Now. Well, you could. I mean, his wife was kind of cute. How about, the, how about the girl she was? Uh, he was having an affair with. That's her. Oh yeah. That's that's Mallory. Son of a bitch. All right. You know what? No Steve's cutie this season. Wow. This episode. I'm wow. I'm putting my foot down. I refuse to have like a by default. Wow, I need okay. choices. Okay, it's I mean, I'm not going to force your hand. It's St. Patrick's Day. I'm not going to force you. God bless. Um, but I, I understand. I I appreciate you putting your foot down and taking that stand. And I appreciate you appreciating that. So the plot is uh, you already read it. It's the killer just is the policeman. I, I was just trying to expound on it, but okay. there really isn't much to expound on. I mean, it's pretty sub. You know. Basically, uh, I'm glad I have this up because I, I, I'm terrible at knowing names of characters in movies. So, I mean, there's you have to know like Jack is the is Bruce Campbell. Sure. Um, Cl- uh, Frank McCree, is Tom Atkins. Yeah, McRae. McRae is Tom Atkins, and and Mallory is the woman, uh, the vice sure. cop who is Bruce Campbell's love interest. Well, and you've got. Matt Cordell. That's Matt the, Cordell uh, is probably the other most important character. He is well, played by Robert Zadar. Yeah, we should talk. Okay, do you want to yeah. just get into the plot, or do you want to get into Zadar? Let's, or? Well, let's briefly touch on Zadar. So I don't. I mean, Zadar, Robert Zadar. Um, Interesting last name. Don't know much about him. Uh, we, we I briefly looked into him a little bit. Um, was he a? Where is he American? Oh, yeah, born he in is. Chicago. Yeah, that's American as it gets. Yeah. But, um, wow, he was in a Chicago-based rock band, Nova Express. Good name. They once performed for... Jefferson they Airplane. Opened, they opened for Jefferson Airplane and The Who? Jesus Christ, I'll be damned. Oh, my God. Nice. I wow, he worked, for the... he, worked as a, he worked at ad agencies, J. Walter Thompson, Leo Burnett. Wow. I like that. With that... Oh, okay. There it goes. So, he was, he's a pretty legit dude. But um, the main kind of thing... Uh, with Zadar is, uh, even though he had quite the uh, extensive, uh, it seems like, advertising career, he also had a weird, uh, what would you call it, like a, a medical deformity? Yes. Like, his jaw is fucking huge. <laughs> he looks like a Family Guy character. He looks like Quagmire. Yeah, like, he looks like a cartoon character brought to life because it's like his jawline, his jaw is like, I'm telling you right now, if you would look at his face, you would say he looks like a family so, guy Yeah, character. go look I up Robert not. Zadar, and that's Z apostrophe D-A-R, like Zadar. I can't and, describe to you more how much he looks like a family. He looks yeah. like Quagmire. If Quagmire... He's a big, yeah, he's a big dude, 
He's got he's got just like this huge lower jowl area. And I guess because of that, he eventually went into acting and scored a lot of villain roles. Became quite the villain. Um so. picture Quagmire. Close your eyes, picture Quagmire. Are you picturing him? Yeah, a that's bit. him. You got it. Close yeah. enough. Just a little bit fatter. That's about it. You got it. Yeah. So you know he was a good. He was a good dude. Also, am I reading this correctly? It says he was a Chip and Dale dancer. I mean, why wouldn't he be? You know, I, I wish I was. So you know, good this gig. guy had quite the illustrious life. Like we said, he did die, but 2015 recently. Rest in peace, um, my friend. Yeah, I mean, beloved, uh, kind of freak actor who kind of played these crazy roles, but you know. That's what Hollywood's all about, I feel like. You know, <laughs> fuck makeup. Go find this guy. Yeah, yes. I mean, we're looking at his face right now, super close up. And it's just like, it's almost, he almost, have you seen Steven Seagal lately? Uh, yes, I have. <laughs> Steven Seagal's kind of got that chubby, droopy face. He knows his way around a sandwich, I'll say that yeah, much. Yeah, so, Robert Zadar uh, does play the maniac cop. But... Kind of at the start of the movie, um, Bruce Campbell's kind of the red herring. He is. Absolutely. He's, he totally he is. is. Um, because the cop's just killing people, right? Well, the and, idea is that they don't show his face. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. I'm not going to say it's like cleverly done because it's not, but I don't think it needs to be. No, it's, it's done in a way that's just like, uh, I don't know. But the movie starts essentially with the maniac cop pretty much going fucking crazy. And ki- he kills, like, what, three people in the first ten minutes of the movie? Yeah. It's basically almost like a, like a montage of deaths from him. Yeah. He's got kind of, like... And remember, they don't show his face, so you don't know. No. But you know he's, like, a big dude. Kind well, of. he's strong as shit. He, yeah. like, throws people around like, you know, like it's yeah. nothing. Like, they're ragdolls. And you eventually... Like, he, he kind of is, like... He's he's strangling a lot of people, just breaking their necks. He also has this kind of like police baton that like has like a sword in it. I'm into that. I like that. That a was lot. pretty cool. Does a lot of neck slitting. I appreciate that. a guy who can dress up as a cop and slit throats. Yeah. I appreciate that. I respect it. I wish I could do that. Myself. And we'll get into it. But you find out he's not just dressing up as a cop. He is a cop. That's right. Or he's maybe the, a former cop. He's but, on the force, baby. Um, but yeah, so it kind of starts with this like these killings of these people random random people just being killed by a cop and then so all the cops are kind of on high alert all the people are on high alert people are on high alert cops are on high alert everyone's on high alert st patrick's day is coming you know as like like it is now right right as we're recording this like this episode like the maniac cop would be when will this episode be live next friday this no no this friday. it'll be this it'll be the f- uh is that close to st when, when, when the hell is st patty sunday saturday? okay i don't know i don't celebrate that Austin a lot i don't 316 do that. is saturday and then st patrick's day is sunday okay and this will be released on the 13th i guess the 15th, 15th. it's on friday 15th. that's division two day baby also the thursday season of queer eye very excited for that not, I'm not excited. I mean, I don't know. I've never watched Queer Eye, so I don't. I'm, I'm trying out. to do math in my head. You're right missing now. out. This is now a Queer Eye podcast. <laughs> um, I fucking love that show. How do you think Zadar would do on Queer Eye? Um, I he seems to be comfortable in his own body. Okay. So I think he doesn't really need to be on this show. Well, 
Okay. I'll be honest with he you. He was a Chippendale dancer. Yeah, you can't so get much probably... more confident than that. Okay. I'll admit, I will be on that show. You know? I think, you know, speaking of all, all this homoeroticism, now, are you sure your cutie's not Bruce Campbell? First of all, my cutie is always Bruce Campbell. <laughs> because... Have you seen that fucking face? Have you seen his jawline? It's outrageous. Yeah, we were talking about how Bruce Campbell could have been a, uh, a stand-in for Ted Bundy. Conf- he could be. I really think so. It's all in the eyebrows, you know? Yeah, that and, brow. What should, should I say? Eyebrow. It's like the brow bone and eyebrows. Like that combo of like the bushy eyebrows and just like that thick. He's good a hunk. Eye- They're yeah. both hunks. Just one of them kills people for for fun on camera. The other one just kind of really kills, literally goes on like kills rage kills women and fucks yeah. corpses and there's a lot of Netflix docs on him. I mean, so. Bruce Campbell, you know, kills women and fucks corpses, but it's all it's it's Hollywood. It's Hollywood eyes. It's Hollywood. You know? it's, it's not right. quite. It's not, uh, it's not quite real. People aren't losing their daughters because of him. So. Yeah. That we know of, I guess. No. I, who who the hell knows? Really? I mean, he but. married somebody's daughter, and that father-in-law's should be fucking thanking. Should I'd be thankful. Him. I'd marry him. I'll do it right <laughs> now. Bring him over here. We we are from the same area, technically. Yeah, more or less. So he's a Detroit boy, just like us. Detroit. <laughs> that's true. Damn he's it. like a yeah. He's he's a, he's a Michigan boy. Is he Detroit? Yeah, he's like a he's like a Detroit. Royal Oak boy. Yeah, or like a somewhere by yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, Detroit Pride. Detroit versus everybody, man. Yeah, we're Detroit City Rock City podcast. That's right. um, I'm actually seeing Kiss this uh, Are you? Wednesday, too. Interesting. Yeah. Where are they playing at? Little Caesars. All right. Well, yeah, it'll be fucking I guess, wild. I guess I should have expected that one. But should we get into some of the kills here? Yeah, let's get some or kills. That's should what, we get into that's Atkins? What, like, how do you want to tackle this? Well, you can briefly see a couple of sentences on, Ag- on Atkins. He's pretty... I love Tom Atkins. Yeah, this is, he's your boyfriend, <laughs> so you talk about he, him. He's my cutie, always. Um, Silver Fox. Uh, you know, he has like a weird... You only see his love interest once in this movie, which is rare for an Atkins movie. It's that reporter at the beginning. And oh yeah, she's a pretty sexy uh, older woman. She is his and, cutie. Yeah. yeah. So Tom Atkins, you know, I love him. Um, he's he's been... looked the exact same from his like the first time I saw him in Assault and Precinct Thirteen. Or, I'm sorry, uh, Escape from New York. Up until my buddy Valentine, like five years ago, ten years ago, he looks the exact same. Yeah, he, he's Did like you, so you saw that the remake. Yeah. Is My it, Bloody Valentine? Yeah. Yeah. I hear it's one of those movies where the critics did not like it, but the audiences are a fan of it. I could see I that. It. Yeah. It's a good, like... Kind of like a little It's like a good, right like, now. horror, like, homage. Sure. Like, it doesn't... It doesn't... It was in 3D, too. That was a big 3D. That, yeah. that was one of those, like... That was, like, right after Avatar, and it was like, this doesn't need to be in 3D, but we're going to do it anyway, and apparently... It was I didn't good. see it in 3D, to from, be honest. From what, I I remember, on... from what I remember, weirdly enough, in my uh, life, is that it was really good 3D. I think, like, any time a movie like that brings back, like, kind of like a horror legend like Tom Atkins, like, the sure. fans are going to like it. Because sure. the fans are, you know, we like stupid shit like that. Sure. Even if it's nuanced and hey, small bits. Fair enough, man. But, yeah, Tom Atkins, um, you're right. I would, say he, I would say him and Bruce Campbell are kind of co-star, like, co-main actors sure. of this. I think so. Um, but, yeah, he, he's kind of the detective looking to track down the maniac cop. Um and yeah, we'll we'll get into how he what happens to him and stuff in the movie. But so the movie so right off the bat we got about three kills. Yeah, a lot of throat slitting. They're all pretty which good. Which I got if if 
if you, there's a pattern for this podcast, we love a good throat slit. I, yeah. I always have, always will. Although, I'm going to kind of stop you. This movie, it's not as gory as some of the other stuff we've covered. Sure. As far as on-screen kills. But what we do have is... a decent is, body count. What we have is pretty good effects, It is pretty though. good. I'm into that. I mean, there's no, like, Savini-level, like... No, well, there never stabbing, is. Stabbing, like, through a head... Nah. You know, and like gore coming out the head. There's no real. Um, you warned me going in that this might not be. You yeah. you couldn't remember if it was gory. I'm not gonna call it's, it gory, but the kills are satisfying. Yeah. It's kind of like a typical '80s slasher where there's blood. There is a lot of slashing going. There's on. There's a lot of blood. That. There's a lot of body count, but it's not necessarily like practical effect gore kills where it's like I'm gonna cut this guy's. You know, like we talk about like blood rage. Mm-hmm. You have like decapitated heads. You have like gory or society. You've got or just society, kind of fucking outrageous. Or, yeah, or yeah. even like yeah, like we've covered a lot of gory movies that have and we'll cover more in counts, the future too. Like that have low body sure. counts. When know? all the all the the money is spent on the effects of those yeah. few few kills, right? Body so, count here is pretty. Body count's high. It's yeah, and this I think only a maniac um, could have that body count. Let me tell yeah. you. Can you look this up? I believe this is also before um, Friday the Thirteenth. Jason takes New York. Jason to Manhattan. Sure, or whatever. Jason takes. Jason takes Manhattan. Yeah, when did that come out? Let me just go ahead and because I feel re, like this re- is re- kind of in that similar vein. Jeez, the year after. Yeah, so this is a year before, and this oh, I would say shit that Metacritic score. Woo! This kind of follows Gross. that. Uh, this Jason uh, takes Manhattan kind of follows this formula of like the slasher, indivincible in. Fuck, what am I trying to say here? Indestructible slasher in, in New York City. So, um, Maniac Cop kind of predated that a little bit. And it's a fun fact for you. The, 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 the director of Friday the 13th, Jason Takes Manhattan, also wrote Clock Stoppers. So, hmm. that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, I think there's nothing else to say about that. There really isn't. But, um,. Yeah, let's get into the first couple kills. That first kill montage. The problem is I am so bad at remembering what the fuck happened with those Uh, kills. Hooker gets her neck snapped. Oh, that's the first one. That's right. Yeah. And it's effortless, which is my kind of... I like effortless neck snaps. That's my favorite Yeah, it's just like an effortless neck snap. There's something about a good Um, neck snap that I like. I I think I I like how sudden it is. Yeah. Like the second... Because if you get your throat slit... You're bleeding out, you know. You're, you know, the lights, no, at, yeah. you know, light, light tunnel, etc. But for a neck snap, the second you realize what's going on, you're fucking toast. Yeah, I, mean, I guess like that. if you I'm had to that. pick like a way for a horror movie killer to kill you, I think the sudden neck snap is probably the best. It's not nearly as as, as messy as. You're right. Pretty much any other kill. Yeah, I mean, the worst is probably like the disembowelment. Yeah, you know, getting your intestines like pulled out of you, and then you have to just sit there and like think about it for fifteen minutes. That's probably the worst. I would yeah, think. I think a good neck snap is probably the cleanest, literally, immediately yeah. speaking, the cleanest way. Or if like somehow a serial killer can like get like a nice clean like decapitation swipe. Or that's, how that's about that one nice. kill? Was that Jason who, who, who took the sleeping bag to the tree? Yeah, that's Jason X. That's not that's slow and agonizing though. Yeah, but it's fun to watch. Well, yeah, I'm talking about if you're actually having to suffer through these. Though. Well, I think a neck snap is like sure best yeah. case scenario. Your neck I would snap. say quick decapitation would be best case scenario. You think so? Sure. 
What if it's like a chicken scenario where like you can see your, you ever see ghost happens. ship the opening of ghost ship? Yeah. First of all, in fucking incredible opening. My God, I wish yeah. the, I wish the rest of the movie could match the first yeah. ten minutes. But boy, howdy. Yeah, ghost ship's good, and but yeah, I I I don't know. I don't think that happens though. I think it's usually pretty clean and. Yeah, okay. that's why they say that the guillotine was the most like humane way true, back in the day. True, I, but I, I also like hanging is they say is quite humane because your neck does snap right it's away. But the neck snap, I do like how a guillotine though they give you a little basket for your head to plop down in. What do they do with the head after you get decapitated for a guillotine? Throw in the hole with your body. I'm assuming they're not putting you in a casket. They're probably just throwing you into a ditch with the other decapitated heads. It just seems so unceremonious. I saw well, a picture you know, of you're a... usually a criminal. True. So, I guess you do kind of deserve so, it. Yeah, there's a reason for it. Yeah, well, you're getting like a always. you're getting like a shallow grave. A lot of the time, it's just false accusations, and then well, you get decapitated, and that's a whole thing. I saw a picture of a dude. I forgot where it is. Maybe the Museum of Death. I don't think that's the case. But anyway, there's a, um, a mass a murderer from like 1842 whose head is still perfectly embalmed and preserved in a, in a, in a, in a jar. And I saw That'd be that. Neat. Interesting. It's very interesting for sure. Mm. We're getting off course, but it's, it's but no, interesting. But no, that's good. Shit. I mean, it, we're talking about just death in general and how guillotines. That's why I can't smoke anymore. Well. All I do is think about death nowadays. I have a hammer over there somewhere. Careful, you can, careful. You want it? Do you want to use it later no, on? Okay, I, maybe later on. Not okay. not during the show. I, I'd, be, sure. I'd be useless. That happened one time many episodes ago, and I yeah, was I, I was I, I was gone. No, dude. I, no, I, I yeah, did. I was I've gone learned, as shit. I've learned not yeah. to not to partake in certain. Substances. Sometimes you just recording. you can't. People who can do that and then just like go off into the world, I'll never understand. If I do it, that's it, man. I'm toast, yeah. cashed out. So first kill, next snap. Love it. Like we said, Sweet. like well, Steve's favorite, Steve's preferred kill. Yeah. If he was going to be killed by the maniac cop, because like to watch, I like the blood and gore, but to experience, snack my just fucking snap my neck, dude. Uh, second set. kill, I believe, is the um, the couple who are in the car, and the guy mm-hmm. gets pulled out for the DUI test. That's right. Remember him? That's right. And he gets well because he gets stabbed. He gets and, like slashed in the face. That's and right. Stabbed. And, well, he gets in the throat because yeah. when he's thrown onto the car, and I'm talking like I'm talking like half court right onto the car, thrown. Yeah. You can get to the blood spurting on the window, which yeah. I you know we we hear a blood job like a good blood spurt. Yeah, so this movie has a lot of that, like that, um, like post kill gore effect. Do we know why he's strong as shit, or do we just well, don't care? So I mean, whatever. We kind of have to assume he's uh, is it like maniac a, strength? Uh, he's like a living maybe a zombie. You think he's a zombie? Well, we'll get into it because he does get killed. The maniac cop is killed. And buried yeah. at some point. Okay. And seemingly seems to survive gunshots. And That's being right. stabbed through the chest with a massive pipe? So what you're saying is that <laughs> Maniac Cop is the best Resident Evil movie ever made. And yeah, Maniac Cop confirmed. is some sort of confirmed some sort of strange umbrella T virus that makes him indestructible. We'll get into, into it, that. but yeah, he seems he's seemingly invincible. Because he does go through quite a bit. That's true. But yeah, the second kill is a, a face slash to a like young, seemingly kind of intoxicated young man. It is St. Paddy's weekend. Yeah, it's like the, yeah he's so. doing like a little St. Practice day, and he's getting I'm into that. Nice, a little Very uh, nice. tipsy. Very nice. And uh, maybe driving around a little. 
Very nice. And you know, maniac cop gets him and throws him on the windshield. Slits but his but my question for you is: Does the girlfriend escape? Yeah, she does. I does think. She? Yeah, she pull, she rips out of there, and, I, and then you see her kind of driving down the street. Oh yeah, because she, in fact, she runs and hits the boyfriend, who's of yeah. course already dead. Doesn't matter who gives a shit. Yeah. Unceremonious. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. You're right. She does get out of there. And then we get into probably like like if we want to talk about like uh, agon like the worst ways to die in a movie, mm-hmm. we probably come into the next guy here. The guy who gets drowned in cement. Oh, yeah. That's that's a little rough. His death is so iconic that the actor himself has the picture of him drowning in, in cement as his IMDb yeah. profile picture. Yeah. I mean, it's like you go to his IMDb page and it's... Uh, I think he's like listed as like just musician in the credits of this because mm-hmm. he's like is literally just a nameless musician. He comes out of a bar. Maniac cop grabs him and just kind of shoves his face into wet cement. And then it kind of cuts to the next morning. Cement's now hardened. Very dry. They're jackhammering him out of there. <laughs> so, I don't know. It kind of, like, not gory, but I'm going to say fun kill. What happens if you drink it? If you drink cement? Like, if you get it in, inside of your body. It can't be good. I'm, I'm a, that I makes sense, but I want to I know what happens. I don't Is know it, really how cement works. You can it's assume like it literally hardens in your like body. Harden, it's like soft and raw. It's like almost like a clay type stuff that hardens. So yeah, I would assume it would harden because you're... Well, that's like why cement trucks take, circle like, around. It's going to take like 24 hours. I don't know how long it takes for it to go through your fucking body. 12 hours sure. to shit it out. And it'll probably be hard by then. Does it make you heavier? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think you should eat cement. Uh, you, you know, you, you don't know that. Maybe you mean, it could be okay, good for you. Maybe you can eat like a spoonful of cement. <sighs> Do we just to see? I kind of want to. You could buy some instant cement. At, you, there's a fucking but Home I, Depot around. But can here. I get enough to like? I I, I guess I, I don't want to buy a whole bag of it if I can just have one spoonful. Go to isn't there guys? Aren't they doing some like work out here on your? Yeah, apartment? they're replacing all of our windows. Those are actually brand new windows. Um, I mean, just okay. They just eat some caulk. It's probably similar. Is it caulk? Caulk is not that similar to cement. I mean, it hardens. Okay, I guess that's true. <laughs> all right, I'll, if you want to just test if you can eat something that's soft that turns hard, I'll get some caulk. Yeah, tomorrow. just have a little caulk. All right, I'll find some about caulk that. tomorrow. But I, yeah, so the yeah, guy caulk. kill number three within the first ten minutes of the movie drowned. In wet cement, fun kill. I a more creative it. kill. I probably yeah, I, the I most. Well, actually, I guarantee the most creative kill in this yeah, movie. I liked it. It was fun. Um, you know, like I said, not that gory, but uh, it's just the feet because the fun. guy is so the maniac cop is so strong that like yeah. it's fun to watch him hold his face down. And you're like, this guy's fucked. There's no yeah. way in hell he's gonna get out of that. He's kind of got like the Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees like slasher strength. Where he's... Yeah, where does that come from? You know, being insane, being a maniac. Do they drink a lot of milk? Probably. Hmm. I feel like maniacs drink a lot of milk. Speaking of milk, I, I hate to get off topic as I've been mm, doing a lot it's today. It's this whole show so far. I know. Have you ever had oat milk? I don't like milk. I don't. I'm lactose intolerant these days. Okay. I say these days. I I, who, I who doubt that knows? because you eat cheese. I do. So I don't I th- think you're th- lactose. I think no. I'm lactose. I just don't care. I think I. I think I like. <laughs> and cheese. you like yogurt and and pudding and ice cream. Yeah, so I you're think, not lactose intolerant. I think I, I am. I just my craving for those trumps. The you know, if, if I'm at home, I don't give a damn. I'll eat it. I don't, who cares? So you'll pretty much food poison yourself for sure. And give yourself diarrhea. Frequently, yeah. Okay. 
Um, the point is, I had oat milk recently, and it's not good. Which I'm is sucks because I'm. Oh, by the way, if you're on Facebook, go like the oatmeal page on Facebook because I own that. <laughs> I run that shit, and I'm the second biggest of all of Facebook. So yeah, Steve Carley runs. You know, we're kind of pulling the curtain back here a little bit, but Steve Carley is the main uh, admin. I am the admin. I'm the founder and owner of Oatmeal of the page. Oatmeal, like the page oatmeal. I believe it's the second biggest on all of Facebook. I used to be the first, but then someone dude trumped me, and I'm not happy about that. But so well, I have to get over it. Go do that if you want to talk to Steve about oatmeal and be one of the creepy people who says like, "Hi, oatmeal's good." And they first DM of all, him. first of all, there's nothing creepy about that, and I welcome and love and respect all of my followers and my people who like me and talk about me. Okay. So. Anyway, let's get back into it. I, yeah, I don't, I don't want to meal. talk about your mentally ill followers. Listen, <laughs> I take offense to that very much, so so fuck you. The point being, oat, oat milk sucks. I okay, just, I fuck oat milk. Guess. I don't know why we're even talking about that. We were talking about cement. It drinking, well, does it taste oat, like cement? It does, yeah. Okay, well, I, guess okay. I haven't had cement. That, okay, well, we're bringing it all full circle. It tastes like cement. I we'll need, just say I it need, tastes like cement so I that we can kind eat. of bring it all back to what we're talking about I need here. to eat cement, don't I? Is, is this true? Yeah, okay, you do. Fair enough. All right. Um, what's, so, the next, what's the fucking next kill? What's the next kill? God damn it. Uh, so the next kill, I guess, would be um, his wife. Uh, so uh, there is Bruce a, Campbell's uh, estranged wife. So the, the the context of this particular kill is that uh, Bruce Campbell, who is who plays what the fuck is his name, Jack Forrest. Forrest, Forrest yeah. Um, she believes because it is it is convenient that he tends to work nights the same night that mm-hmm. these people are killed by this maniac cop. Apparently, she makes a reference that he wakes up screaming in the middle of the night. I mean, who doesn't though? I, I mean, you're right, but. She seems quite alarmed by that. And Rightfully she's like, only so. a maniac would do this. Only maniacs scream at night. It makes sense. And, you know, she kind of alludes to that he might be the maniac cop. So the point is, so she decides, you know what, I'm going to follow him uh, once he goes out for the night. So she does just that. And uh, what she sees is him going to a sleazy motel. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, no, we, there are sleazy hotels, and then there are New York City in the 80s sleazy hotels. A whole different monster. Yeah, it's like people... You yeah. don't go there to spend the night. You go there to, you know... You go there to TVs. shoot up or to uh, do, yeah, to, to, to fuck, like... You hookers. don't leave there without some sort of horrific STD. Yeah. I mean, like the you you have like literally pro you have over like a fifty percent chance of getting like AIDS by going to this motel, especially in the 80s either by the fucking someone or doing something, putting something in your arm. You ever watch CNN's the seventies, the eighties? You need to. Got, I've watched the sixties one, not the seventies. They're or 80s. they're all incredible. Well, they get worse as they go on. Sixties, seventies, eighties are the best. Nineties and two thousands, eh. Um, they're very good. There's a very good '80s episode all about the AIDS crisis. I bet, I bet it's lovely. Yeah, incredible. It's crazy. Anyway, so she goes and follows him into this hotel room, and she. What do you think when you see someone going to a sleazy 1980s New York uh, motel? She's probably having an affair. You're correct. So yeah, basically. Um, what was I talking about? What was the context of this? I'm. That's I, the kill. She she go she goes uh, into yes. she goes in and she catches him with with Officer Mallory, who is the vice cop. She's a undercover um, cop fronting as a hooker, but we'll get in, that that comes a little later. But um, yeah, so she she catches him like that. Hence the kill after that. Yeah. So that was an also that was another throat slashing, wasn't it? Yeah, like this is another one where it's like. You see her leave, 
she gets pulled in, like pulled into the alley or pulled mm. behind the van by the maniac cop. You don't see the kill on camera, but the aftermath is pretty bloody. It is. She's, I, she's pretty mangled up. I know up in that the, a throat slash is kind of almost like a, it's tired by now. I love a good throat slash, though. I, it yeah. doesn't get boring to me. No. Because if you do the special effects right... Well, if you do that gore, like, where it just shows, like, the the neck, and it's got that kind of, like, the gash, and then mm-hmm. it's got, like, the kind of, where you can see, like, the whatever's underneath the skin rising to... I don't know. And if you're lucky, you get the, the blood spurting. I'm into that. Yeah, like, her... It was a really... It was a, quite the gory scene of her being slashed afterwards. It might have even be one of the more gory scenes of the yeah. movie. Yeah, I would say... Actually, it probably might be the goriest... I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think it might be the goriest of like the kills. Because there's a lot of stabbing spoilers, but stabbing is to me it's a little boring. But yeah, I respect the hustle, I guess. But but yeah, that's probably the goriest scene, and it's more like a scene than a kill because she's killed off camera, and you see the aftermath. The the killer drags her back to the bedroom that um, Jack Forrest was in, Bruce Campbell, and. Obvious. I mean, I don't think Maniac Cop's trying to frame Bruce Campbell. I think it's just the victim it's of just circumstance. It's kind of circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then from there it kind of goes on more like of... It kind of becomes more of a police like procedural. Like uh, Tom Atkins is really drilling down into hunting the cop, Maniac Cop, and... And How does the movie end? Let's just get right to the end here. Okay. Well, can we talk about how Tom Atkins, unfortunately, passes you, away? He does. You <laughs> fucking love your Tom Atkins. And I, I, it's fine. It's fine. Go for it. By all means, please. So Tom, okay. Please. So he's on the case. He's cracking it down. So he, I mean, pretty much he, what he finds out, and this is this is a pretty important part of the movie. He finds out that um, there was a cop named... Do we remember what his name was? I do fucking not at all. Um, do you have I'm, the IMDb pulled up? I'm still? so I'm so bad. It was at the that. um. It was it was it was uh, Zadar's character. Oh yeah, here here um, we go. Here we go. What was his name? Matt Cordell. Matt Cordell. So he 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 traces all this stuff back. Matt he finds out that Matt Cordell was a cop who was sent to. Sing Sing Prison, you know, anybody who's watched anything about New York police, you know Sing Sing. Do you know who was executed at Sing Sing famously? I don't. I'm sure Albert, a lot of people. Albert Fish, the, the, the oh, serial killer. Wow, like in like, wow, that's a long 36, time ago. 1936, I believe. So, Sing yeah. Sing. Um, so he finds out there was a cop who was kind of being a vigilante cop, killing mob members, sent to Sing Sing by the mayor. Um, obviously... He's a cop in prison, killing gang or yeah, uh, mob that people. That doesn't bode well for that. He's pretty much it. killed instantly. There's, there's a pretty graphic scene in the shower where he's stabbed. He wasn't killed. It was just brutally attacked. Well, you're right. They think he was killed because the mayor's saying, oh, he's dead and buried. They killed him. But then in the flashback, you see he's like alive on the like uh, autopsy table. Sure. And the guy's checking his pulse and stuff, and he comes to life and... What you would um, expect, for sure. Yeah, so this Cordell is essentially presumed dead in the prison, and then kind of be. But this is this is what I wanted to ask you. This is like the part where is is he as like a zombie living dead person? Is he killed in the prison and then comes back to life? I don't he seems think indestructible. I don't. 
I think you're just supposed to just suspend your disbelief for that one. You think he's a maniac. Maybe maniacs are indestructible. But they clearly shoot him a lot. Yeah, you're right. I mean, and he gets stabbed with a pipe. Side side note, as I just discovered now, you've seen Raging Bull. You know Jake LaMotta. Yes. And the director of the movie, uh, Mr. Lustig himself, is a nephew of Jake LaMotta. Well, Jake LaMotta's in the fucking movie himself. Really? He's in the movie. He's he's a detective. He's one of the detectives. Is he the detective? Is he the one who gets thrown at the end? It may be. No. He's Jake LaMotta. The porn stash cop? No way. That can't be right. Look up. Let me see his face. I'm, I'm working on it. My internet's There's weird. no way he's porn stash cop. The point is that Jake oh, Lamada, the no. if you've seen Raging look Bull. Look at how old he is. Look if you've seen look at Raging how old he is Bull. In this picture. That's in like the eighties. If the, you've seen 70s. Raging Bull, Jake Lamada is De Niro's character in the movie. It's all about Jake Lamada. He's in the fucking movie, bro. Yeah, but he had to be old as fuck. In he, was the born, movie. he was born in 1922, dude. That was the year that Nosferatu came okay, out. Okay, how old would he have been in 1988? He's old as shit. He would have been 60... 70-something, looks yeah. like. Old as hell. So, I don't remember who he was in the movie, but that's was, a good... That's a, a so, Jake LaMotta's in this. Sam, Sam Ramy's in this he as a he, reporter. That's right, he doesn't make a, a cameo. You know, like we any. said, Roundtree... Fucking shaft. William Lustig himself is the motel manager. I'll Look at this. Damned. There's a lot of people in this. Sam Raimi, parade reporter. God damn, dude. But um, where was I? I was I'm all lost. Now. I know. I'm sorry. I, I was keep... saying that. Um... Oh yeah. Do, do you think he was? So you don't think he was like killed and then he came back as like a living dead? I just think that type... that that just seems now. Uh... I don't know. I it feel just like seems that's... out of character for the movie, but what the hell do I know with the character of the movie? I, is, I think that, that's the theory I'm going with. Because he's shot, right. and he's stabbed, and he's drowned by the end of the movie, and he still comes back to life. So I'm saying he's got that, like, serial killer, intangible, indestructible kind of thing about him. Yeah. I'm going to say it. So yeah, I'm going to say Cordell was killed in prison, comes back, and that's that. Tom Atkins kind of discovers that. And then is for, unfortunately thrown out of a window. Yeah, it's just, it, it is become his undoing for sure. <laughs> and yeah, that's that's how Tom Atkins meets his end. He's thrown out of a window. It's how does the movie end? Also, side note again, I'm sorry. Sam Raimi directing the King Killer Chronicle. You ever read those books? I, no, I don't know what that is. It's a it's a book from um, Patrick Rothfuss. I've read the first book, The Name of the Wind. I'm always did. into like what was the last thing Sam Raimi did. Well, he did drag he, me to hell. He did an episode of Ash vs Evil Dead. Okay, other than what's the last two episodes of Rake for some what's reason. What's the last feature film he did? That's right. He did Oz, are Great and Powerful. I forgot about that movie. Kind of okay. Before that, though, what was Drag it? Me to Hell? Which so I've never been seen. a while. I never seen that. It's I didn't really need to. It's got I, I, Drag I Me to Hell is almost ten years old. It, yeah. Wow. Jesus. It is. So good he, lord. Come on, Sam. Get with it. I never saw Oz, but come on. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Jesus, he really hasn't done a whole lot since. Yeah. But you know what? I mean, I'm going to say this. I don't want you to have a long-winded response because I know you might get hot about this. I do. I do that often. Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2 is the best Marvel movie. I, I don't want really a big response. No. But I'm, just, that's, you, I'm you saying are, it. I'm going to say it. You are far from the only person who has that opinion. Yeah, okay. In fact, his movie is... is the most beloved of all of them. I mean, Spider-Man Two. Yeah, I think it's like my favorite of. The, it's a great I, movie. I grew up on it, and I think it still holds up. You're not going to have any pushback from okay. me for that opinion. Um, other opinions for sure, but not for that particular. Okay, 
Um, but yeah, I mean, so essentially, like, okay, we covered it. Tom Atkins dies, um, which is the most important part of the movie. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I guess we can cover that. You know, the part of it that is a St. Patrick's Day part. Oh yeah. Um, during the final kind of maybe the climax of the movie. Mm, sure. Well, well not, I don't know. Pre climax. Just before the just before the climax. Just before the climax. Right. Right. Like the four. Kind of like the hard foreplay of the movie. Mm. Um, For sure. You know, naked foreplay. Um, St. Patrick's Day is taking place. The parade's going on. All the cops are fucking drunk. You know, you literally see cops drinking beer. They're just like drinking fucking out of bottles on the street. I mean, it's a tough job. I guess. And then, uh, what happens after that? How does the movie end? I'm getting to that. I'm asking you. I feel like we gotta rush it along here. No, it well, it ends. The movie's pretty it ends on St. Patrick's Day with the um, maniac cop Bruce Campbell is like kind of on the hunt now. Sure, they're in like remember Bruce Campbell gets captured in the police truck by the maniac cop. Oh yeah, okay, and then. The, that's this is where I'm saying the maniac cop is like a zombie maniac person. I am willing to accept the fact that he is a zombie because he's driving the truck. He gets stabbed through the windshield of the truck into his like gut. It's like a fucking. It's very final, final destination of like just like a shipping shipping yard pipe into sure. him. Drives the police van. Off of a fucking pier. Which is also a great showcase of stunt work by the lot of great, A lot of great stunts in this movie. Yeah. Tom it, Adkins' death, great stunt. Uh, Bruce, the, the I'm assuming it's the same stunt double. The stunt double who does all of Bruce Campbell's sure. stunts in this truck scene. Sure, sure. Great. Yeah. So, but either way, truck into the river, and then what do you see? Maniac cop hand come out of the river. Very classic slasher movie motif. Very, very Jason Voorhees, and right? Then, that, yeah, yeah, right. Ja- well, yeah. Well, yeah. Jason had the whole yeah, out of, of the course. Yeah. That, yeah, that's what I was getting. At, um, but yeah, very. Idea. But either way, I mean, the hand out of the water. That's like you know, can't kill the slasher. And then the true ending of the movie is uh, the the mayor drunk in his office on St. Patrick's Day, and the guard leaves. And who comes out from behind the curtain? The hash-slinging slasher, mm-hmm. TM. Maniac cop. The maniac cop. Maniac cop. And that you, he, he obviously goes to kill him. You don't see yeah. it, but you can hear it happening. And then you get a nice wide shot, helicopter shot of the city, the credits. Roll credits. Over. Maniac cop has done his deed. He's still out there. He's killed the mayor. Who, who, have, who originally screwed him? That's true. So maniac cop kind of gets his revenge. And you know what? It's deserved. Yep. Deserved. But, you know, all in all, I would say this is definitely St. Patrick's Day worthy movie. If especially if you're if you've already seen Leprechaun, you're kinda like, oh It's a cliche at this point, bro. I wanna watch Leprechaun again. So I would recommend Maniac Cop. I mean, you're listening to this on Friday, Saturday maybe Stone Cold uh, Saturday. You know, you're looking for a horror movie to watch on Sunday. Give Maniac Cop a try. Now, the problem is, how do you find this movie? Because it's not easy to That's find. True. I mean, go fucking buy it. Or, you know, there's there's probably... You could probably illegally torrent it somewhere, I'm sure. That may not, or may not... Not, not. Not, that, not that I know, but you might yeah. be able to. 
It may or may not, but probably isn't, but also maybe is the reason how you obtain this movie. Yeah, but there's there's ways I can to either find confirm it. or deny that that is the event and how it. I mean, I used to own it, so I mean, I just I misplaced my copy. I needed to find you know I was looking for a backup, which is a completely fucking bullshit reason. But it's, <laughs> uh, it is a true fact. Eric, did you like the movie? How would you rate this movie in relative to all the rest of the movies we've? we've uh, I would put this. I'd say it's like mid tier. Mid tier. It's like Captain Marvel. It's mid tier. You know. It's, uh, I would say that like I would put this like in all of the movies we've wa- we've covered on this show. I'm gonna put it like slightly below like Tear Train. Remember Tear Train? Of course. I would put it like below. I would put it above Terror Train, but oh, below okay. Society. Okay. Think about that one. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess do on that for technically. A bit. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I would, yeah, I, I would put it, I would put it above a few things, like breeders. The acting, bre- I don't remember anything about breeders. Good yeah, lord, that's, that's good. That's a that's for the best. Fair enough. Um, the acting, I think maybe it's because you have a great cast of actors and actresses in this movie. The yeah, we talked about better. that. The acting actually is pretty solid, which was like a because we've Steve seen Carly, some... like you, you, you're not you're pretty critical on the actors sometimes. Oh, very much so, and, and they're pretty reason. all pretty solid because we're used to some shitty acting, and I, it, it, even even for like low budget you know schlock like this. Or I guess even more. This is what a million, one point one million dollar budget, million dollar budget, shoestring. I mean, it's not a much. You think it's a lot of money? It's really not at all for a movie. So that's that's a very small budget for a movie. But I think they do well with what they have. Yeah, and I think that was good. Well, and first of all, you've got like Ramy, maybe not directing or producing, but he's in these in the mix. You've got Ramy and you've got Campbell. They know a thing or two about stretching a budget. You know. Yeah. So. Yep, and and so does um, um, Lustig, Atkins. and so does the producer and screenwriter. I'm drawing a blank. Larry like Cohen. Conan. Yes. Larry Cohen. He's all. All of them are kind of known the in that exploitation the is, yeah. B yeah. movie world. Sure. So they know how to make a million dollars look like fifteen million if they need to. Sure, like they can. They can really. And that is on that. the screen. I I think that it's a pretty well yeah. done for what the you know with the the shoestring budget so to speak. I mean, yeah, so. I would say like if you know this is a good movie. Like, um, you know, I, I'm not gonna say it's this. This is kind of tough. Like. I'm gonna say it's Blade Job approved by a hair, sure. Because the gore is there's it's gore, but it's not quite. You don't get a lot of it, but what you no. do get, I would say, is very approved. Yeah, it's just it's a good it's just a good take on a on the slasher genre. It's a slasher movie. It's better than audition. Better than audition. Not you heard hard. it here first. Not hard. Better, better than, than audition. Au- Maniac Cop is better than audition. You fucking sucks. So yes. Fucking much. Yep. I hate that movie. You can take that to the bank. You sucked ass. That's that's an official blade job hot take. You know what, Eric? With that, I think we can put this movie behind us. Yeah, we, we gotta need to mo- cover Stone Cold. We gotta move on to Stone Cold. This okay. I'm hook this up because I I have a little preamble and stuff for this. Can I tell you a secret? Yep. While while you do that, I have to use the restroom. So I'm going to just connect this up for you. Yeah, connect it up. Um, I'm gonna get oh this. Wait. I'm gonna get this going for you. I'm gonna get this going for you. Okay, so I'm gonna just talk real quick here. I'm. You can. Can you pause it? Of course I can. I'm happy to do it, man. Because I'll. Uh, I'm gonna just talk about Stone Cold real quick while you're uh, using the. Uh, 
It is paused. I'm afraid to like leave my phone because it's gonna mess everything up because this is very well, hard. Well take to your do. phone with you. Okay. You, you, know, you can take it with you. So okay. So obviously it's Austin three sixteen. Uh it's pro- I mean, honestly, po- probably a bigger holiday for us wrestling fans than even St. Patrick's Day. And it comes right before St. Patrick's Day every year. Um but anyway, so I wanted to kind of give a little playlist of Stone Cold matches that I think are worth uh, checking out for um, for the holiday here, because there's a lot of Stone Cold stuff, but for Blade Job in particular, you know, I wanted to kind of cover some of the big, bigger Stone Cold matches, you know, kind of give you an hour or so. Like, if you're pre-gaming for St. Patrick's Day, you want to kind of watch a little bit of shit, you know, just kind of give you, like, a nice uh, Stone Cold. And we're talking Stone Cold here. We're not talking stunning Steve. You know, I know he had some good War Games matches. We're talking Stone Cold Steve Austin in the fucking prime some of the matches you can go back and watch. I believe if you have like the WWE Network, you can watch these. Uh, I think you can even make like a playlist of them. But uh, we're gonna start like I'm gonna say the first match. Um, oh, you back, Steve? I am back. Yes, thank you for doing. All that. right. So the first match, like I would say, like to cover is um, obviously the match that made Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm talking. WrestleMania 13, Bret Hart, Stone Cold, submission match, go watch this. It's honestly probably the bloodiest match Steve Austin was in personally. We're not, I, I thought about covering that today, but I know Steve's a little more of a hardcore fan. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not really a fan of that submission style, so I wanted to give you more of a crazy fucking match. And I appreciate that. But that Bret Hart, Stone Cold, that's the match that made Stone Cold. G- blood gushing, he passes out from bleeding. Great match. I would recommend that to start your Stone Cold fucking party. Second match, King of the Ring 98. That's a first blood match between Stone Cold and Kane. Yes, Kane uh, from hell, Kane. Go watch that. Fucking great. It's kind of builds to this feud that we're going to be talking about today, which is the third match I would recommend you go and watch. Um, and that's Stone Cold versus Undertaker, fully loaded 99. We're going to cover that today in all its entirety. I won't get too much into it. And then if you want a fourth match, I'm going to say it right now. Um, there's a lot of stuff that happens in 99-2000, but I'm going to say jump right to WrestleMania 17, WrestleMania X7, Rock, Stone Cold, the Stone Cold heel turn. It's kind of the book ends it. It's bloody as hell. Those four matches, you're going to have yourself a good fucking time. But anyways, Steve's back. I think we got to get into this fucking match. Let's do it. And we're talking about Stone Cold Undertaker. This is at Fully Loaded 99. Um, there's a link in the um, show notes here to a Daily Motion video. Um, that's what we're going to be watching. Um, and it's a fucking pretty crazy match. And I don't know if it's going to show all of the details here. Um, we can start. Like when the video starts here. Um, we'll I'm see. Cut through to the, to the four You cut like f- cut like five minutes in if you if you're able to. All right, five and a half minutes in. Okay, so we we cut five and a half minutes in. So Vince McMahon just came out. So okay, Steve. 
So this is the first blood match. We talked about this. Sure, like, of course. First one to bleed is um, going to lose the match. So, Ooh, hello. Um, before, during this pay-per-view, there were brawls backstage with Stone Cold and Undertaker. Sure. Both of them were busted open backstage. So both of them are coming out with fresh stitches mm. and bandages on their heads, which will make the bleeding much easier. Much more prevalent. Makes sense? I'm into it. it so they're going to bleed. So it's essentially, they're both coming out essentially like pre-injured. Sure. Or like ready to bleed. Sure. Um, so, and I guess, okay. So that's kind of like the preamble for this match. Um, the stipulation is if Austin wins, he, Vince McMahon has to leave WWE. This is like at the height of Vince McMahon versus Steve Austin. Oh, okay. And Undertaker is part of what's called the corporation, which is Vince McMahon's kind of cronies. We're going to see a lot of people come out at the end of this match to fight for each side because it's kind of sure. everybody versus the, the corporation. Of course. So Austin kind of has his guys. Undertaker has his guys with uh, McMahon. Undertaker, you can't really see it, but he's got stitches right at his hairline kind of. I think I can see it. Yeah. So you can see he's got a bloody rag. He's making sure he's not bleeding. Because, yeah, as soon as the ref sees blood... That match is done. Game over, yeah. Match is done. Sure. So, and if Austin loses the match, so if, if Austin wins, McMahon is done, he's off, he's out of WWE. If Austin loses, he, like, can't challenge for the WWE title anymore or something, so it's kind of a dumb stipulation, but it's the Attitude Era. Like, this is the height of the Attitude Era. Mm. Okay, I'm ready for it. Yeah. So, we're, you're going to see quite the cast of characters in this match. It's 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 a pretty good one. I'm ready for it. So, this is Undertaker. Clearly, I mean, you you know you know about the Phenom, right? I do. This is it's funny. It's I was going to say it's it's nice to see like a, a trio of people all of whom I recognize very well. Who's that? Undertaker, obviously Steve Austin, Kane, I know of. Yeah, Kane Kane might pop up. I mean, it, clearly I mean, not last episode, but two episodes ago, we covered Vince Austin. That's right. Which was another, I mean, I thought about including that on in the Austin list, but we already kind of covered that in the show. The uh, St. Valentine's Day Massacre with Vince and Stone Cold. That was a good episode. Um, or a good video, actually. We'll where uh, we're, 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 uh, Vince got really busted open and took that bump onto the table. That's I rewatched right. that back, and he hit that so... Yeah, he dude. hit that like in like... It's lit. Like if like if this table was like breakable, he hit it like right here. Well, where it's it IKEA, doesn't it's break. breakable. You know, he hit it like on the corner, and it, it, he I, he got his come up. I believe I read too after that. Um, Vince actually did break his tailbone. Oh shit! Man. Yeah, so he was pretty fucked up from that Into whole that. match. Happy to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad yeah. it happened to him. So, so Taker's here. So at this time too, Taker was kind of doing this. Uh, Okay, well, okay. Just look at this guy. He's a beefy boy. I mean... Stone cold. This is why I'm saying, like, you have to go, like... This match... He's one of the best. This is maybe one of the perfect Austin 360... And we're not watching this with sound. This is a legend. We we could probably put the sound on if you want, like, Eh. quietly. Eh. Because, like, the crowd crowd reaction for this is fucking insane. 
All right, here we go. I'm taking the sound on. Here we go. Okay, you ready? Here we go. Okay. The sound is now on. I don't know if it's even really registering on the mics and stuff that much, but... That's good, though. Like, I mean, how badass does Stone Cold look right here? He looks He's got like, the hell yet... Okay. He looks like he knows what he's fucking... What the hell he's doing. Here comes the glass break, and it's... Oh, yeah. Hell this yeah. place is fucking insane. Yeah, they know they know what they want. See, man. he's got like the bandage on his head already. Yeah, I see him. Yeah, he he just goes right in. Yeah, so they're already brawling. Yeah, I would t- turn down like a little bit, like maybe like five clicks. But yeah, like they're brawling. It's uh, so I don't this know. Is, this is the boring shit for me. It's the brawling. I want to see flips and stuff. You know this. There's, uh, well, there's I, not. Gonna, I'm gonna tell you right brawling. now. There's not gonna be flips. Uh, but there's gonna be crazy. There's gonna be a lot of lot of brawling. All right. Well, I'll see what I can do about that. So you like the flips, like you, but the, I like I like the. You I'm gonna know, tell you this right now, like the thing is, is like the flips and the blade jobs they I don't know, go together. I know that's the thing. Damn it. Although you know what, I have Damn some, it. I have some matches for you. Like we might cover at some point. I want to cover some lucha stuff. Sure. And uh, actually, we'll talk about it. maybe we. Maybe like around Cinco de Mayo, oh, we should do like a lucha kind of special. Now we're talking because there's some good uh, lucha good underground, it. which is Robert Rodriguez started a wrestling promotion. Are you kidding me? Really? Yeah. Well, no bullshit. And, and they do some fucking gnarly blades. Okay. And uh, we might uh, there's a couple of there's a casket match and stuff that's pretty good in there. But all right, now we're talking. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll for do the that. Future. Yeah, we'll do this. that. We'll do a Cinco de Mayo episode. Okay. Um, when that comes around. Also, if anybody knows any Cinco de Mayo related horror movies, let me know. No, I have one. Oh, fuck. Well, I have one. Fuck you, listeners. I have a, I have a luchador horror movie. Well, god damn it. All okay, right. We're, we're, I already have a Cinco de Mayo. Okay, I, already, I didn't really even put it together, but I have it planned. We're prepared. Yeah. Into that. Also, this is kind of like, I know we're kind of talking over the match here, but. Yeah. Um, Cinco de Mayo weekend, the mm-hmm. fourth. So May 4th, right before yes. Cinco de Mayo. May the fourth be with you. Ooh. There's a, uh, there's like a burlesque lucha show in Detroit. Really? We should go. I'm into that. Yeah, I'm it'll down. be. It's like, I'm I think down it's, to shit. Yeah, it's at St. Andrews downtown. All right, I'm down. It's like a bar. It sounds good to me. Remember where we were at NXT? Of course. Imagine that, but with like only a hundred people. You're like at the ringside. Okay. And there's people doing I'm flips in. and shit. And I'm then in. in between matches, burlesque. Burlesque. Wow. I'm so in. It's, it's. I mean, I'm it's in. like a Steve's Cuties wrestling. It's all encompassing adventure. Yeah. I'm into it. I'll let you know. I'm, I've, I've gone the past couple of years. It's always a lot of fun. I'm in, hundred percent in. And they usually have tacos and shit, Even, tequila. Geez, stop! I can only it's be good. so it's erect. Good. As it's they good. Say. So okay, we're kind of talking over this match here, but yeah, like eh. they're kind of brawling outside. I don't. I mean, the match. Do they ever enter the ring? They do. The squared circle, if you will. They <laughs> look at you. Look at you. <laughs> I'll admit, I, I've been seeing Square Circle on Reddit for years. I never knew what the hell it meant. Yeah, it's the wrestling Reddit. That is correct. It's okay. Whoa, holy, holy shit. shit. Okay, so Undertaker just literally threw the... So, okay, St- Stone Cold's in, like, the audience, and Undertaker just threw the steps at him in the audience. <laughs> there's like security so guards kind of, like, holding the audience, like, at bay. You ever been so mad you throw a staircase at somebody? <laughs> So they're in. Well, I don't know where they're at for Stone this, but Cold's they're in like a. His ass they're in like a hockey arena. It looks like there's like boards there. Perhaps I guess that makes sense. It would be like um, the LCA here. But yeah, like so Stone Cold. Yeah, so they're hitting each other, and this whole. So remember the whole time, 
both of them are already busted open. Right. So you have to, like, they're both... Holy shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, the uh, stairs seem heavy. They do, but I don't know if they're when really... When I say stairs, it's like two steps. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, know, a, it's, a, it's a steel steps. It's but on 90 the steps, yeah. and it's heavy, you know? It's, it's like, yeah, they're both kind of checking their heads over and over because that's what's going to end the match. So this is the this is the first blood match. Yes. We're off the bat. Got yeah. It. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And this is actually ending the pay-per-view. I mean, like I said, like, if you're, uh, I mean, I know I just gave you kind of the rundown of, like, some great Stone Cold matches, if you want to, the evolution of Stone Cold, but if you're just looking for a great pay-per-view to watch, this fully loaded 99, it's a lot of fucking fun, it's really violent, it's one of, like, maybe a couple dozen shows on WWE Network rated actually TV mature because of the blood. And because of the sex that takes place earlier oh, with, like, okay. Sable and shit. So it's got a lot of, like, it's very, like, adult-themed pay-per-view. It's great for St. Patrick's Day. It's a lot of fun. See, I always thought that adult and pay-per-view kind of went hand-in-hand, hand, you know? It's, it's, yeah. It's, it, it was not until many years ago where I was like, okay, so there's, like, UFC fights and stuff and not just, like, real sex. But you have sex. to think, like, you, okay, like... For for an for a a, a pay per view on WWE to be considered TV mature, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of TV fourteen stuff where there's blood, there's sex, there's like uh, sexual stuff. I'll but admit the sexual stuff has me confused. The t- there's not a lot of sexual stuff. I mean, the sexual stuff is just like chicks getting like literally almost naked. Okay, all right. But well, you know, for a show to be rated TV mature, that's because of blood. Okay, that so makes, if, well, that if, makes sense if a show's rated mature, that means that there's a lot of fucking blood in the match, in the, or in, in you know in the show as a whole, and there's only, there's really only like a, like I said maybe a dozen that hit that like gory TV mature rating, you know. That's the good stuff. That's yeah, the high octane, and like shit. this is one of them. Okay, like I said, eventually I think we should cover. Uh, Starcade '85, mm. which is a whole show. Every, it might, I mean, it's every single match. Fucking blade jobs galore. Whoa. It's like it's like blade job heaven. What took you so long well, to mention I know. that? Well, I'm thinking of maybe next Thanksgiving because it's, it's Thanksgiving every year. They used to do Starcade, so we'll talk about it. But Starcade, I, I know that name from other. Yeah, we, we've but... talked about Starcade in the past, but um, yeah. That's Starcade 85. Every match has blade jobs, botched blade jobs. Ooh, I like that you have a botched blade job. That's it's, my jam. It's my really shit. got it all. So, like, I know, we're kind of got brawling here. Um, but, like, look at how hyped the crowd is still. I feel like Stone Cold just kind of brings that out of people. Yeah, so Stone Cold's pretty much, you know, doing what he does, stomping a mud hole in Undertaker's ass right now. He's looking, he's gouging at the wound. Okay, so I think we should, so, I kind of talked earlier about uh, Stone Cold and kind of the origin of him. Like, do you kind of know the origin of Stone Cold, Steve? Sort of. It's so, not, not very much. So, so Steve Austin, he comes into WWE, I don't know, 96, 95, 96. So like Michael Jordan era. Sure, and he's like, and he's not really, he's not Stone Cold yet. He's actually called the Ringmaster. The Ringmaster. The Ringmaster. 
and he's kind of like a he's like a heel. He's a bad guy. He's kind of like that. A, I believe got a robe and stuff, and he's he's kind of like he's got the pomp and circumstance and whatnot. And he's kind of just like an arrogant shit. heel, sure, almost like a Ric Flair wannabe. Um, and then King of the Ring, ninety uh, six. He uh, he cuts the Austin three sixteen po- promo. Oh. And does the Austin three sixteen just why three sixteen? So he's fight. So originally he's fighting Jake the Snake Roberts. Sure. Jake the Snake is kind of playing this preacher uh, character, okay. and he keeps quoting, uh, I believe John three sixteen, which is I don't know off the top of my head. But I'm it's, not going to pretend like it's I a know famous. That, yeah. It's a famous proverb that preachers quote. Sure, and then Austin does the you come out here preaching your John three sixteen. Well, Austin three sixteen says, "I just whooped your ass," ah. and that, and thus it's born. Thus it's born, and I mean the and, next, and, and it is so. The next week, <clears throat> Austin three sixteen shirts come out, and it becomes, I think, the highest selling wrestling shirt in like wrestling history. Sure, because it's simple; it just says Austin three sixteen. So, that's kind of the origin of Austin three sixteen, and he's a heel at this point. Sure. And then that brings us to that WrestleMania 13 match, which I mentioned, where he fights Bret Hart. Yeah. Which we could have talked. I thought about covering it today because we could have talked about it. I could have given you a whole fucking lesson on psychology and how Bret came in as the good guy, Stone Cold came in as the bad guy. But by the end of the match, the roles had switched. Bret's now the bad guy, Stone Cold is the guy that everybody's cheering for. Funny how that happens. So it's a it's a it's a it's a pretty interesting match in how that turns out. I mean, it's probably the best match ever in terms of a double turn, which is when the babyface turns heel and the heel turns babyface. Sure, very hard to do. Swip swap. Very very hard to do. Can I tell you something? Tell Vince, me. Vince McMahon is a really big body for his small head. Yeah, that's all I gotta say about that. Yeah, this is a weird time. Like, so at this point, Vince really wasn't announcing, but. As you were seeing here, Vince came out for commentary. And pretty much this whole time he's just yelling, like, rip it off! Rip his head off! <laughs> My employees. That's all he pretty much yells. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. He wants to instigate a nice, you know, a good fight. Makes sense. Yeah. For ratings, you see. So, that's pretty much the birth of Stone Cold, you know. he, The Bret Hart match made Stone Cold. And then from there it was kind of, he started feuding with Vince... And then Vince and started bringing, seen, yeah. like, the corporation and where Vince hi- essentially had other people fight in his place against Stone Cold. Sure. And that's, when people talk about the Attitude Era, that's what they're talking about, usually. Is okay. the Stone Cold versus the McMahon and McMahon. That's Attitude Era. Yeah. And, I mean, also DX is in there and stuff, but the Attitude Era really is more the Stone Cold McMahon feud. Question. Uh, yeah. Have these guys been inside the ring at all yet? I don't believe so. I think, yes, they were. because Very briefly. Okay. I, I barely even remember it at all. And you can see, like, Stone Cold is smashing Taker's head in there, and you just see the ref looking, like, at the yeah. head. Like, there's no... Looking for blood. There's no pinfalls. There's no rules. Now Stone Cold's trying to choke him with the mic, or the, the camera cable... I don't know why you'd be trying to choke with the camera cable. It's the first blood match. Right. You don't need, you know, you don't need to knock him out. He's not going to tap. Gotta... I mean, I guess you could knock skin. him out and then bust his head open. Yeah. 
I think if oh, you just hit him with a fan, you could subdue him enough. You could probably yeah. go for the bloodshot. I'm, like, not, this I'm not is... really sure who's winning, if so to speak, if that really does apply in this scenario. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I at this point, I would say maybe Austin's winning. Both boys have now rolled into the ring itself. Yep, now they're <laughs> in the ring. Freaking finally. Um. Yeah, I mean, boy, not a whole lot going on. I'm not gonna lie to you. Oh, okay. Oh, so boy. the ref, ref just took a pretty big bump there. Undertaker's kicking the bump. I stand corrected. Oh, Undertaker right. just hit the ref. The ref's kind of out of it. The ref is like in this. So the crowd's going crazy because Undertaker's caught in the ropes right now. Stone and Austin's going for. Like I'm assuming Austin's going for a weapon. Most likely, yeah, the chair, he's got a chair. The chair. Vince McMahon does not approve. I mean, okay, it's like let's talk about Vince McMahon here for a second. Too. Always, always. So, okay, uh, Austin's about to go for the chair sh- shot here, but oh, oh no, you know who that is no. Oh, holy shit. So that's Shane McMahon. That's Vince McMahon's son. Oh, no. Real life son. Right. A- actual son. Which makes sense in hindsight. He looks just like him. Yeah. But okay, can we talk about how great like Vince's facials are always? Oh, well, I've seen gifts of I my, mean, for years of him. I love his gifts. So fucking he, funny. He's, he's not an actor or anything. Like, he, his he's facials. He's a very animated person. Yeah. I like that. I love and that. And this whole time, he, it's just all his facials that they just keep showing up. Sure. But yeah, that was Shane McMahon. Good, he has a lot of good reaction shot. Gifts. Even just like that swallow, yeah. just like that big nervous. His eyes can go all over all over the place. Yeah, he would do very well in vaudeville. So, so Shane McMahon came in obviously as uh, Vince McMahon's uh, card of the corporation here to help Undertaker. Didn't work out in his favor though. <laughs> Absolutely not. What? There's, here's the replay. Damn. Wow. Yeah, it takes Holding a chair to the back. face immediately. 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 Yeah. And Undertaker, okay, so you see Taker here, he's pulling the um, the padding off the turnbuckle. So that's like an old school... Sure. You pull the padding off, you there's just like dangerous. a metal yeah. screw that hangs out. Ah, yes. And you slam people's head into it, Jesus and typically Christ. a blade job follows that. Stunner. Big fucking stunner right there. That's a signature move. Okay. Vince is out Vince and is about. coming in with the with a crutch. Trying to attack He's whacking Steve at Steve's knee. Doesn't seem to be doing much. Oh, no. Nope. Socked in the face. Again, that facial facial expression. He's the best, man. I love him. Now Stone Cold's gr- another chair. The poor chair. The, 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 the chair budget must be outrageous in this this organization. Because they're kind of just breaking him. Oh, wow. So Taker gets him in the gut with a chair. Now he's going for the back of the head, back of the back. And yep. Makes contact. Steve Austin on the floor. Oh, and Earl Hebner coming in here. Slammed into the side. Oh, what, what the hell just happened? What happened what here? What happened? Hold up. Daddy's going to fix this. Hold up. Why do I have 15 fucking Twitter notifications? Hold up. I'm coming. Oh. I'm coming. It's just a pain in the ass. It's just a complete <laughs> pain in the ass. You, you, you got to get that password for that. This is a nightmare. We're so fucked. It's ridiculous. All right. Do some banter quickly. Some banter. All right. So, as you could see, Earl Hebner was just like, he was telling The Undertaker, I don't know what he was really telling him, because it's like a first blood match. So there's It's no holds barred. It's no rules. But he was kind of talking to Undertaker there. Undertaker came up and like grabbed Earl, was about to choke slam him. I think we were probably maybe like 25 minutes in 
We were almost at the end of the match. There's not a ton left. I know that for sure. It's just, but so he was getting done. him ready. He is. He almost choke slammed him. He was kind of fucking warning him, saying, "Earl, don't you fucking try it." It just keeps it, cutting out like this. This is my worst day of my entire life. Is it because you have so many like tabs open? No, it's just because it's just bullshit. The the casting to, with airplay is garbage and always has been. Oh, is it because oh, okay? You don't have to full screen it if you don't I'm want try, to. I'm going to try to not full screen it. Yeah. That seems to kind of be helpful, but... I think you got to go a little bit further. Okay. All right. As long as we can um, kind of... Yeah, right here. Right here is perfect. I'm going to see if I can full screen it. Okay. Please, God, help me. Don't be. Don't do this to me. Love so, it. Earl oh, is yeah. just... Okay, we're back. We're back. If you're watching live, I'm sorry. Yeah. But Earl was just slamming in the corner. Undertaker now has the chair... And who is this? It's X Pac. Why is X Pac in here? I don't really know. What does it need? Does he need a reason? Okay, He's but all X-Pac, over the place. Okay, but take note. X Pac just did that karate kick into the into the chair into Undertaker's face. Yeah, I saw that. So Undertaker pretty slick. Just took a chair to the face. So just take note of Undertaker's head now. Uh-oh. He might, oh, no, he's not bleeding yet. But not Austin... Yet. It's got to be close. With oh! a television camera. Oh, no. Those are not those are not cheap. But Lord, good Christ. Who I mean, the they camera? were just... Oh, and Shane's back in. He's getting he's getting. <laughs> Shane is not having kick. a good night at all. He just, he's, he's at now about... He's getting, now he's fucking Stone Cold just talking shit to him. He, he's had about maybe a, like one-eighth of a second total time standing <laughs> up in that freaking squared circle. Oh, and look at Taker. Oh, no. So that Taker's busted open, mask, but the ref doesn't see it. Ah. The ref. So the first blood match. Again, Vince's face. I I love him. So Undertaker's definitely busted open. He just turned to the ref though. He's about to. He was about to uh, pile drive Austin. And he just oh, rang oh. the bell. He's not a fan of that. Undertaker's not a fan of no. the uh, refs. Jail prognosis there. And Undertaker just got stunned, but the 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 belt the match is technically over. Yeah, Austin. That won. doesn't matter a whole lot in this. But particular. now it's like okay, Vince is still, in the, the ring. The match is over, but there's still, oh, stunner to McMahon. <laughs> probably one of the worst stunners ever. Yeah, but there's still probably another five minutes of this match because it's shenanigans. Shit's about to hit the fan. Uh, it hasn't happened yet. No. Because oh, Triple H is here now. Oh my god, Triple H. He, he looks like he was ready to come in, too. We've covered Triple H before. We have. And, you know, this is like young Triple H. In his prime, so And to he's speak. stomping Steve Austin. And wait till he comes out for Triple The crowd's getting pretty hype here. Who's this? No fucking way. It's Dwayne The Johnson. fucking Rock is here. Oh, now Do you we're see talking. why the Attitude Era was fucking insane? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Man. So, The Rock's out here. He's got Stone Cold's back. He's beating the fuck out of Triple H. Jesus. Stone this is, Cold. This is, this, is a, this is a massacre out here, man. Yeah. Stone Stone Cold's all fucked up from Triple H. He's on the ground. Him. Undertaker's now back. And Undertaker's bleeding like a fucking crimson mask, motherfucker. Dude. Yeah, his whole fucking forehead is insane. He's, he, he seems to be kind of tearing apart the entire he's, Yeah, camera he's tearing area. apart the side. Uh, Austin's now bleeding. I don't know when Austin got busted open. Almost looks like a blade job. But Austin bladed at some point, too. And look at Austin's fucking head now. He's, like, bleeding just as much as Undertaker in, like, less time. Clearly the, the bandages they once had and the stitches have done nothing to help them at this no. point. No chance. Now, Shane's trying to get back in here. 
Shane, you got to go home, and dude. Sh- Undertaker just punched Shane. Shane, he spends most of this match 99% on the ground, dazed, for my pleasure. But yeah, so both so Stone Cold and Undertaker are both just super what have, busted. What happened open. to Dwayne and freaking Triple H? Where are they? They, bu- they started brawling back to the locker room. All right, fair enough. But this is why we watched this match. Yeah, this is good double shit. blade jobs, double crimson mask. I mean, does it get any better than that on an it's, Austin three sixteen? That, that is base level. What I want in a match like this. Look at that face. Look yeah. at how bloody he is. Yeah, it looks awful. And look at Stone Cold coming after him still. They're brawling. And they haven't really showed Stone Cold's face, but he's equally as bloody. He's not as bloody, but he's definitely on his way there. Oh, all right, well, fair enough. He's, he's, he's pretty, pretty, pretty crimson. Pretty, he's pretty bloody. He pretty just has that bald head, red. and it kind of just slicks off the True. back. True. Looks like a big old thumb. Big old pangus. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, like, I cannot recommend this match enough. Look at that guy. Yeah. He's, like, bleeding through the bandage. It looks rough. Poor Vince is thinking, what have I Vince done? Has, Vince, so Vince lost the match. He, he's banned from WWE now. Vince is dazed and confused. And we and in the archives, go back and listen to it. Two episodes ago, we covered a Vince McMahon blade job, and it was a doozy. It was a doozy. That, 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 was, a, that was like a rite of passage for and he's me. He's not even a wrestler. Really? Yeah, he is at heart. Look at it. Okay, he's going for that. He's going for the handshake. Stone Cold's trying to make peace he's, here. He's a performer, is what he is. He shakes his hand. Fuck you, stunner. stunner. You got stunned, coward. Look at the bitch. crowd. Look at how crazy the crowd goes. Every oh, yeah, stunner. Of course. It's a and su- look at that. Look at that. Tell Jesus. me that's not a crazy blade job. Yeah, it's uh, obvious yeah. blade. People are throwing trash in the ring. People Makes are having sense. a good fucking time. Be- yeah, this is a, this is a really gnarly. Uh, this is a blade job approved match, obviously, yeah. obviously. Bare but bones. Stone Cold coming out of it is probably the bloodiest. Undertaker is back out. Bloodied really too. He, he's back out though. He, he went he went inside. Now he's back out. Probably hoping to see what's going on out here. Shane's uh, Shane McMahon. Shane didn't do shit this whole match. He got his fucking. He just, ass, he just got his ass. He got his ass kicked by. Stone Cold and Undertaker. But look at this is iconic Stone Cold with the bloody face and the belt. I mean, I just love this picture right here. Yeah. Of Stone Cold up there. Like it's That is what wrestling is all about, man. It's one of the best. And that was it. Classic. Yeah, so I mean that's your Stone Cold I'm gonna say that's the that's what we're gonna recommend you watch yeah. on three sixteen. You have to watch this match. It's, Bare minimum let it become a staple of uh, this that fully loaded ninety nine match, it's so fucking good. And it's very bloody. That those that last five minutes, the blood is fucking pouring. It was almost too much. It was like it was so much going on at one time. Yeah, I would say you Imagine know Austin. Being there. I was Austin almost. Austin maybe got a muda there. Yeah, I think so. He hit the muda scale. It was on the scale. Hit the scale. Undertaker maybe just under muda. I turned nine years old that year. Yeah. That's how it goes. I was eight. I wasn't really watching it. I didn't really start. Well, I, 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 was start, playing... I started watching in 99. Okay. All right. That was like when I became a wrestling fan. I didn't see like this pay-per-view clearly. Sure. I mean, I had watched wrestling earlier, like in like the 97, 98 as a little kid. Mm-hmm. But 99 was when I became a big fan. Fair enough. And then 2000. Whoa. That was a, that for, was, a formative was, year for you, huh? Sucked. I was sucked in. You were sucked in. Never, sucked never, in. never to end. WrestleMania 16 sucked in. Well, Eric, uh, that's, that's a, it. You know, been that's been a, Maniac Cop, St. Paddy's Day. St. Paddy's Day. Hope you saw have some a, good blades. It's a good episode today. Yeah, in Austin 316. Some good beer. Happy 316. 
New new location. New location. This is a formative. I think it sounds good. I think the sound quality is good. This is a formative. I do need to retrofit this place better for podcast recording. Yeah, because I'm sitting on the floor right now. I'm kind of leaning over on my chair, my favorite recliner. But listen, man, we're we're gonna we're gonna I'll improve this place in some way somehow, and uh, I think we're gonna have a good home here. So yeah. Okay, everybody. Have a great 316. Have a great St. Patrick's Day. Don't, don't drink and drive. Don't drink and if drive. If you drink and drive, I hope the maniac cop fucking snaps slits. your neck. No, I'm going to say disembowels Ooh. you. Ooh. We didn't even talk about it. The one guy who got stabbed in yeah. the stomach. Mm-hmm. I hope the maniac cop stabs you in the stomach because that's the worst place to get don't, stabbed. Drinking and driving is for cowards, you idiot. You fucking yeah. idiots. You idiot. You dunderhead. Don't do it. Drink and drive. You maniac cowards. Maniac cop will fucking kill you. But don't forget that we love you very much. Yeah, if you do drink and drive and you do somehow survive, please write, write a review. Thank you. Yeah, but write a review. Tell your friends. But if you if you drink and drive, fuck you. You coward. You, you idiot. You dunce. Yeah. And on that... Uh, happy St. Patty's Day to ya. I'll let you do and, that. Uh, Whatever Malta, I don't know what Malta does for this holiday. Uh, nah, I'm a, but I'm nothing. also going to say, you know, happy Stone Cold Saturday to you too. Love you very much. Take right. it easy. What? There's someone out there. Hey! No one knows his name. No one knows his face. Oh, no. But now, the most terrifying man in the city carries a badge. Edward, unstable and with a deceleration injury. His in your old hanging. You really think a cop did this? Why not? Would you automatically assume that it was a police officer instead of some lunatic dressed up like a cop? Vice squad. He'll kill again. He enjoys killing. He strikes without cause, without mercy. He may be getting information from inside the department. That means he is one of us. You see a cop, you cross to the other side of the street. You're not gonna get me. Everybody who wants to shoot a cop nowadays has got one hell of an excuse. This one is my personal life, any of your business. Since your wife was found dead in the motel room. You gotta be wrong. You want to see the pretty picture? Keep your hands where I can see them. Hold on, I, I didn't do any of this. When a cop turns killer, you have the right to remain silent forever.